recap the weekend in sports and start looking ahead to uh, another big week of football, including college football, the start of the college football season. Today we had an opportunity to meet with Dave Aranda at the uh, at, at the uh, at the Baylor press conference and visited with uh, Coach Aranda and got uh, some insight on what's going on football-wise. So it should be a lot of fun today as we, uh, we'll get you some of that audio and all kinds of stuff. Plus, it's kind of the calm before the storm war. Tomorrow at 3 o'clock is the, uh, the date and time that uh, the NFL rosters have got to be down to 53 men. So it, uh, some decisions to be made. If they haven't already been made, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think a lot of them have already been made, but there will be maybe some bubble guys that they're trying to figure out, and you know, some hearts are going to be broken. Teams are going to be scrambling trying to find that extra guy that maybe they could use on their practice squad or tuck away on their practice squad. Mm-hmm. There's, there's a lot of maneuvering to do between now and then. So here's what we got for you this afternoon. Now, John Machota of the Athletic would join us and talk some Cowboy football. He'll do that at 4:30. Uh, at uh, 5.15, Jared Sandler will talk some Rangers. Uh, Jared's been working in the booth uh, the last few days, and uh, we'll we'll talk to Jared uh, about the Rangers a little bit. And then at 5.30, Darby Brown from KWTX Channel 10 will join us on the program. She is the uh, director of sports content. Sports director, I'm going to assume, but uh, that I like that title, sports content. So uh, Darby will, will talk, talk some high school football with us and uh and also talk about the the upcoming game with texas state so we got some fun lined up for you here on uh this monday afternoon all right uh let's go you uh you did the temple game uh on on uh friday night Mm -hmm. what you expected what i mean here here's here's my whole take on the entire friday night there wasn't any real huge surprises as far, as far as results were concerned, although I will say this, congratulations to Clint Zander and Bosqueville. They go beat a pretty good Clifton team. Mm-hmm. So that's a nice win for them. You know, when, you're, when you play up and you, you, you obviously are trying to learn things about your football team, well, he not only learned things about his football team, but he went and, he went and beat a, a well-coached team by Chuck Canford in Clifton. So mm-hmm. to me, that's the, that's the win of the week. But the results – not exactly surprising to me. I just thought maybe some of the scores, the way you know Midway giving up sixty nine in in mm-hmm. your your game. Uh, I, I thought I thought that might be a little tighter football game. Hey, there was just some strange scores. I thought in Friday night's season openers. Well, I, I you know I I agree with you. I think there was some very lopsided scores, and maybe part of that was you know by. Uh, the end of the night that, you know, you're already sitting there. Now you're trying to evaluate, okay, we're obviously not going to get into this thing. Let's see what we have and maybe run out some of our own reserves. And so things kind of get out of way, uh, out of hand in that. I, I don't know that to be a fact in all the games, but I'm sure that that played a little bit of part of some of the yeah. runaways, especially early in the season. Right, you you right. kind of do that because yeah. you want to, you're trying to evaluate, you know, what, what kind of depth do you have on your team? I will say that I was very surprised to see Duncanville and DeSoto keep going and Cedar Hill all three all three go down yep. in week number 1 yep. that is a very unusual sight to behold and a couple of them weren't close no they weren't they were thumpings yes so that was very eye opening out of that district of doom the district of doom that we all talk about that Waco has to navigate their way through you got to look at that and go hmm what's, yeah. what's going on here now look 
The one they that Duncanville played is a team out of California yes. that's awfully, awfully talented. Yeah, and they, they all did. They all played yeah. very good football teams. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. normally – They're on the other side of that. They normally didn't blink at something like no, that. No, you're right. So that was, a li- that was the biggest takeaway from high school football for me this past weekend. I was like, well, somebody messed up and got these scores wrong. There's <laughs> no way. <laughs> somebody done went and done something wrong. <laughs> so, no, I mean, it, but, you know, I was – okay, I, I'm not shocked that the, that the Trojans beat the Lexington Eagles, mm-hmm. but I am shocked that they beat them by 41. Right. You yeah. know, that's what I'm getting at. I mean, yeah. I'm just – some, some of the lopsided scores are a little bit like, huh, well, okay. I, I But, again – very early, so yeah, terrific game between Fairfield and Lorena. By the way, yes, twenty-seven uh, twenty, uh, Fairfield beats the and beats the Leopards. But a heck of a game. There is some that went to just like the script you thought it would go, but there was some that that kind of got away from a lot of people. And so, you know, it's week number one, yeah. and that's the fun part about high school football. You just you never know any given Friday night because somebody just may jump up and bite you. And, and, and now we get ready for. Week number two, and this is where they say you make all of your improvement. Not all, but a lot of your improvement between week one and week two. I haven't quite figured that one out yet, but we'll see. I mean, I'll tell you this about the Waco High game. That's twice now, and I know, and I'm going to talk to Coach Helt about this, but he mentioned it in the scrimmage that they had with university that the speed of the game got to his group early, mm-hmm. and then they settled in and played. Same thing happened on Friday night up in uh, – where was I? Mesquite. Mesquite, thank you. Yeah, <laughs> drawing a blank. Uh, same thing, I'm telling you. I mean, uh, West Mesquite comes out. Boom, boom, boom. They, I mean, they return a kick 60, 70 yards. Mm-hmm. One one handoff up the middle, 32 yards, boom, touchdown. First play from scrimmage, it's 7 to nothing. Mm-hmm. Then they get the ball back, they go score again. And then, and they made it look really easy. And that, now it's 13 to nothing, missed extra point. Then Waco High is able to move the football, get a field goal, and now you're at 13-3. There goes there goes West Mesquite again. It's twenty to three in the first quarter, and you're like, "Holy moly!" What's then after that? Kind of figured it out and got going and and cut the lead to twenty to seventeen. And is and, and is driving. They're driving to go in and score to take the lead, and made a mental mistake. And instead of running the ball where they could have run for big yardage, I think. Threw the ball in the double coverage, and uh, West Mesquite brings that, goes and scores, and then puts the game away. Right. But as you know, chasing points is it takes a lot of energy sure. out of you. And, and they're chasing right out of the box because, I mean, man, I'm telling you, West Mesquite goes and puts 20 on the board, and I'm not sure that anybody ever got tackled. I mean, it was one of those deals. Right. And then after that, West Mesquite couldn't move the football because Waco High got into the flow of the game. Well, also so made some in-game adjustments. Yeah, and some in-game adjustments. But it, it, one of the things that Coach Held talked about was the speed of the game. Our guys didn't get into the speed. of it. Hopefully that's past them. And, and we'll see what happens when they play Hutto this week over at Waco ISD Stadium in the Derek Johnson Classic, also the game in which they will honor Johnny Tusa mm-hmm. with uh, – being inducted into the the Hall of Fame, so Aaron is going to work the ball game with us, and uh, and we'll see. And then because Coach Tusa will be a little tied up doing uh, being honored, and we're, boy, we're looking forward to that. We're we're excited about all that good stuff. Should, Should be a whole be lot fun. of fun. Mm-hmm. All right, uh, as we mentioned, you were on a uh, Zoom meeting with uh, the media, and uh, 
and Coach Pete Fredenberg mm-hmm. down at UMHB. And I was over at Baylor uh, covering that press conference as the Bears get ready for Texas State. I was just looking at their depth chart. They've got about five positions along that offensive front where they list or. In other words, either either they don't know mm-hmm. or they ain't telling. Could but be could be a little bit of both. Yeah, and Le- you ho- you hope it's the latter. Left guard is a or. Uh, center is an or. Right guard is an or. Uh, right tackle is an or. And even at wide receiver, there's an or. And even at tight end, there could be <laughs> there's an or. So there's some ors in there. <laughs> wow. And, and we're not paddling water either. Yeah. I mean, so. Uh, it, and, it's interesting. And this is game week. This is game week. So, uh, it'll be interesting to see how they come out and start the, the, the football game on Saturday night. Mm-hmm. Six o'clock down at uh, Bobcat Stadium in San Marcos. This will be, I believe, the eighth all-time meeting between Baylor and Texas State. The previous seven have been in Waco. This is their first trip to San Marcos to play football. So, it'll, it'll be interesting to see how that goes. Uh, let's see. Uh, earlier today at the uh, press conference, and we're not going to get a ton of in, into a ton of this, but uh, Dave Aranda did talk about his expectations uh, going into the into the game. Show um, show a real strong identity. Execute fundamental things, and really like establish a fastball. Show that we can, on offense, run the ball, and have a play-action pass game off of it. On defense, I get pushed in the middle, set edges, um, can tackle effectively. Um, I think on special teams, show great speed and edge. I think those those things are really foundational things. Core things. Yeah, I mean, basics. Basic basic things. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, you want to, obviously you want to go win the football game, right? But I think you want to establish your identity a little bit. Well, he's trying, to, and he's talking about early in the ball game yes. for sure. Yeah, you know, they, that's right. I mean, not he. He look, winning is winning, mm-hmm. but they really don't want to be in the fourth quarter fighting to win win the football game. No. I, I think they want to no. go establish who they are, what they are, and, and if they're fighting for a win in the fourth quarter, there's a problem. There's, I mean, let's be honest. I mean, it, it that that's going to be. That's going to be alarming for the coaching staff and that football team. They're going to be sitting around going, what are we doing here? Because I, I think they should they should go out and, and have, you know, uh, an opportunity to do what he's talking about, work on the basics, see where you're at, find out where you're at, and then start evaluating your depth a little bit. Hey, no disrespect to Texas State, but this no, should, no. This I mean, this should is, be a more talented team than Texas State. Should be. Absolutely should be. This is a big and that's 12. not a shot at any. No, this is know. a Big Twelve football team. Yes. So, at the end of the day, mm-hmm. they should have a more talented football team than than the Bobcats. So mm-hmm. we'll see. Sure. All right, we'll talk more about that coming up in a few minutes as we uh, roll through the more the uh, the afternoon. We're going to get into some Cowboys. Uh, did you watch any of the game Sunday? Yes. Was I the only one that thought what a snooze fest this is? It it wasn't good, but there's some. There's some takeaways that I have from it. Let's let's talk about them next right here on ESPN Central Texas. 
This is a Fox 44 weather update. I'm Chief Meteorologist Mike LaPointe. An isolated shower possible early this evening, otherwise becoming mostly clear with a low temperature of 75 degrees. A mix of sun and clouds tomorrow with a 20% chance of an isolated shower or storm. 98 for the high with a heat index of 104 and still very humid on Wednesday with a 30% chance of an afternoon shower or storm and 98. Join me every weeknight during Fox 44 News at 536 and 9. For your forecast first, plus check out fox44news.com for any changes in the weather. Recently on the John Moore Show. And we said uh, spreading that culture of joy now onto the next level. Isn't that great to see? Oh, it is great and, uh, to hear their interviews and just how they conducted themselves. And like your four guys, no matter who you talk to, they love one another. Uh, uh, high character. Speak highly of Baylor University. So as a coach, uh, you're just really proud when you hear people brag about your former players. Tune in to the Voice of the Bears weekdays from 2 to 3 p.m. Here on ESPN Central Texas. Have you heard about the new quesadilla? That's right, quesadilla. Their hottest new food in the country and way cool tacos and tamales at Union Hall is the place to get them. Delicious, savory braised beef on a bed of cheese and corn tortilla. Grilled crispy with onions and cilantro and served with a consomme dipping sauce. Way cool tacos in Union Hall, handcrafted with love and inspired by their family's generations of Tex-Mex recipes. Located in Union Hall at 720 Franklin Avenue in Waco. Get ready, get set, go. Run, don't walk to Waco's newest sidewalk obstacle courses. Fun for the whole family. Get active visiting each unique obstacle course at three local parks. You can find our new community-inspired sidewalk obstacle courses at the Bledsoe Miller, Dewey, and South Waco Park, right next to the playground area. Get outside, get active, and most of all, have fun. This message is brought to you by Live Well Waco and the Waco McLennan County Public Health District. For more information, visit us on the Live Well Waco Facebook page. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Morton White with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update. Brought to you by McAdams and Sons Roofing. The Dallas Cowboys preseason ended yesterday with a 34-14 loss to Jacksonville. Now all the attention goes to Tampa Bay in 10 days, with Dak Prescott starting his first game in 340 days. The New Orleans Saints are planning to practice at the home of the Dallas Cowboys for three days after evacuating because of Hurricane Ida. The team is scheduled to hold workouts today, tomorrow, and Wednesday at AT AT&T Stadium. Oklahoma transfer and former Midway Panther Tanner Mordecai has been named the starting quarterback at SMU. Texas Rangers explode and beat the Astros yesterday 13-2. Astros took the series. Rangers start a series with the Rockies at home tonight. 7.05 first pitch, and you can hear that game on ESPN Central Texas. Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. Now, back to the Allen Samuel Studios. All right, 17 minutes after 4, 417. This is game time. We are presented by Alan Samuels, Dodge Chrysler, Jeep Ram Fiat, your friend in the car business at 201 West Loop 340, right down from Highway 84. And right now with the summer event going on, the uh, 2021 Ram 1500 Quad Cab Lone Star with total values 
of 62.50 or you can get 2.9% financing for 72 months plus $2000 in bonus cash. How about that? I like that bonus cash. That's why Ram truck owners are the most loyal to the brand. Uh, don't uh, don't forget about the Jeep Grand Cherokee Laredo with total values of $3500 or 0% for 84 months, or 84, I'm sorry, 48 months, plus $2,000 in bonus cash. So some great deals, just a couple of samples of what's going on uh, with Ted Teague and his group over at Allen Samuels, Dodge Chrysler, Jeep, Ram, Fiat. They're going to take care of you uh, with unbelievable service during the sale and after the sale. I'm telling you, uh, we've told you a, a million times, but it's it's worth repeating. Their service department is second to none. They do a tremendous job for you and will take great care of you. Alan Samuels, Dodge Chrysler, Jeep, Ram, Fiat, your friend in the car business. All right, it's 18 after 4. Coming up uh, in a few minutes, we're going to talk with John Machota of The Athletic, get uh, get up to speed on some Cowboys stuff. And, and we're going to talk some Cowboys now. But first, Ward, I don't know if you caught this. Earlier today, Matt Mosley did a segment or three or five, I don't know what it was, on he lost his cell phone. And that's a miserable feeling. Mm-hmm. But I love what David said on the on the CNC Collision Center text line, which, by the way, is 254-662-1660. We love your opinions on anything, including Mosley's cell phone, lost cell phone. Here's what David said. I always find mine the last place I put it. <laughs> and, and wonder what was I doing there? <laughs> I think that is just right. I mean, I always find it the last place I put it, mm-hmm. and then why on earth was I there in the first place? Way to go, David! That is very nice. That's that's as good as it gets, right there for uh, in an explanation of why the phone is gone. But mostly, go. So here, here's the tip of the day for mostly: go look for it the last place you were. Yeah. Where, where did you have it last? Yeah. That's always a question just, I ask when somebody where, says, I lost something. Where'd you have it last? Where, where'd you have well, it dummy, last? Well, dummy, if I knew that, I wouldn't be lost. That's Wherever you had it last, Mosley, that's where you need to start mm-hmm. and, and go from there. <laughs> and then, and I, I promise you, Mosley sits around and wonders why he was there in the first place. I can assure you. Uh, all right, so 20 after 4, 420, and uh, – after the games yesterday, McCarthy meeting with the media, and I think they've kind of moved on, and, and he did talk a little bit about the defense. I think just the, the depth that we have on defense is clearly evident. You could see that very early in camp, and um, the defense, frankly, was ahead of the offense you know, almost the whole way. I mean, the offense had some, you know, we had some good practices there um, against those guys on defense, but you know, I'm, I'm very happy with the different combinations of players, the different, you know, the personnel group flexibility that it gives us. But uh, um, I think I think our defense has had a good training camp. You buying or you selling? I mean, I think the defense is is way ahead of the offense. I'm not sure that the depth is where you might want it to be completely on the defensive side of the ball, and I know it's not there for the offense. And, and, and look, I, I'm the first – I'm – when you don't game plan and you're playing all these different people, blah, 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 you know, I get why you don't win games or you do win games. I mean, I, you know, but four times they played a game 
and four times they've lost? I mean, does that bother you at all? No, I don't take anything out of the score, but I do take things away where you're not making first downs, you're not moving the chains, you're not, you know, making catches. Which are all that, of the things that go into winning a football game. But not necessarily in that order. I, I you know, I don't I don't care about the final score. I do care about the performance on the field. Uh, getting in the end zone is not not something that's super alarming, and the final score is not alarming. But what is alarming is kind of looking halfway decent going about it. And I don't – yesterday, I don't think that the offense looked very good anywhere by any stretch of the imagination. I'm just trying to reflect back on the four games, Ward, and go, okay, was there ever a stretch where you went, ooh, kind of polished right here. This looks pretty good. I, I, I'm trying to – I think Cooper Rush, would, uh, not this past weekend, but weekend before last, those two drives that he had, I thought that offense looked yeah. pretty good. I thought, you know, you look at that and you go, okay. Yeah. They, and then he took a step are, back. Well, and also he took a step back because I don't think you really can evaluate either one of the quarterbacks in yesterday's game because there were zero starters out there. They didn't have any of the guys with them that they're going to have if they're called on to break the glass and come on the field and finish a game for somebody. So, you know, I think it's a little bit fair, unfair evaluation uh, of them in that situation yesterday. But I do feel like that, you know, maybe it wasn't just Cooper Rush because he was with the first-team offense week before, you know, the last week. Mm -hmm. Maybe Garrett Gilbert could have got in there with all the starters and done the same thing. I don't know the answer to that. I, I can't tell you, but I think that – you know, that gave you the best look for him in that situation. And then yesterday, he didn't have the personnel around him, and he didn't look very good. Gary so, Gilbert looked a little bit better, looked like he took another step forward. But, I mean, again, by the time he got in the game, you're looking at Jacksonville's twos and threes. So so, so who's who's your number two quarterback today? You don't got him. <laughs> um, okay, let me ask the question <laughs> a different way, by golly. Among the three that are there oh. in a backup role, behind Dak who's your number two I I would just off the last two games I would probably I'd probably still say Cooper Rush at this point just by a nose see and, I, and I'm going to say Garrett Gilbert and here's why I'm going to tr I'm, I may be making a big mistake, but I'm going to trust the coaching staff. They've kind of had him penciled mm -hmm. in as that number two yep. guy, and I don't think they've ever turned the eraser over and started rubbing him out yet. I mean, I, I know that I they gave so Cooper either. Rush the start the other day. I don't. I don't think so either. But, but I, just, I don't think they've, they've taken Gilbert out of that, that out of that spot. Probably not. But I just I like some of the things that Cooper Rush has done in the preseason more than what I like when I see Garrett Gilbert. That's just me. And again. You and I are not at practice every day, and they probably see a heck of a lot more than we can evaluate in, you know, 20 or 30 snaps. I was told that once a long time ago by a football coach, you don't come to practice mm -hmm. when neither do the 50,000 that go to the games. It's a results-oriented deal. Mm -hmm. I mean, show me the results, and that's all I, that's all I can go by. Right. I, I, I could care less about practice. Practice? Well, I do. No, I, I know, but, I mean, practice doesn't win games. Should performance on Saturdays and Sundays wins games, but doesn't it? But practice should lead to that. It should. Mm -hmm. But, again, I don't know that we've seen anything that's, that says, okay, I'm comfortable if Dak goes down, here's what we've got. Look, if Dak goes down for an extended period of time, you can just walk away because it's over. 
neither one of those guys are going to win you an extended amount of games. Now They're it, not going to happen. Well, and now it's on to Tampa Bay, according to Mike McCarthy. I mean, Captain Obvious, we're full steam ahead to Tampa. I mean, we, we, we've lost some opportunities uh, to practice, you know, with Dak. So, you know, now, now that he's back, it's, you know, our focus really, uh, you know, part of Kellen's focus and, and Dak's focus really has been this past week. You know, we, we need to get as much in as we possibly can between now and the Tampa Bay game. So our focus is on, is on Tampa. I just find it funny. You know, all summer long, oh, it's not that big a deal that Dak's not around. And now that Dak is back, whoa, we got to get some snaps in. Dak's back. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, they downplayed the fact that Dak wasn't available, wasn't that big a deal. And now that he's available, boy, we, we got to go to work. We we gotta get we gotta get we gotta get some some reps in. Uh, anyway, so they'll play a week from Thursday, September the ninth, against the Buccaneers, and uh, we'll have it for you right here on ESPN Central Texas. John Machoda of the Athletic will talk about the Cowboys, and we'll do that for you next, right here on Game Time from ESPN Central Texas. Baylor football lives here, and the twenty twenty one season opener is this Saturday for Coach Dave Aranda and the Bears against Texas State. 4 p.m. Saturday for the Baylor Alumni Tailgate Show, hosted by Derek Smith, live from San Marcos. 6 p.m. kickoff for the Bears and the Bobcats. Baylor, Texas State, this Saturday here on the flagship station for Baylor football, ESPN Central Texas. Corporate retirement has a lot of moving parts, and putting together a thorough plan takes careful preparation. I'm Joe Kaleo with Kaleo Wealth Management. I've spent a lot of time thinking about retirement planning from the perspective of employees and employers. We'd like to build a relationship with you and help you chart a path toward your financial goals. Kaleo Wealth Management is a Central Texas team of UBS Financial Services, member FINRA SIPC. This is the sound of someone taking a free test walk in personally fit arch supports at the Good Feet store. Ah, music to our ears. Just like the words of Randy and Dennis, real customers who decided to give Good Feet arch supports a try with a free fitting and test walk. In the morning, it felt like I was standing on marbles on my heel. Working at an amusement park and being on my feet all day long, extreme pain every day. Trying so many different things over the counter, none of it worked. When I went into the Good Feet store, the fitting was all about me. She brought out these two little art supports, tried them on, walked around the store with them, and immediately felt better. It's amazing. Your day becomes better and the sun shines. You know, it's a good life. See how our trusted specialists and personally fit arch supports can help with foot, knee, hip, and back pain. Stop by the Good Feet store for a free fitting and test walk today. Your good life starts with Good Feet. Stop by today at the Good Feet store in Waco in the Central Texas Marketplace. Texas is open for business, and as potential customers re-emerge, now is the time to reach them. Your proud Texas business needs customers, and customers need your products and services. So let Eminem Broadcasters bring you together. Eminem has a variety of specialized radio stations, each designed to reach a specific audience. Advertising grows your business. Email today to info at mmbwaco.com or call 254-772-0930. That's 254-772-0930. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Ward White with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update. 
Brought to you by McAdams and Sons Roofing. The Dallas Cowboys preseason ended yesterday with a 34-14 loss to Jacksonville. Now all the attention goes to Tampa Bay in 10 days with Dak Prescott starting his first game in 340 days. The New Orleans Saints are planning to practice at the home of the Dallas Cowboys for three days after evacuating because of Hurricane Ida. The team is scheduled to hold workouts today, tomorrow, and Wednesday at AT&T Stadium. Oklahoma transfer and former Midway Panther Tanner Mordecai has been named the starting quarterback at SMU. Texas Rangers explode and beat the Astros yesterday 13-2. Astros took the series. Rangers start a series with the Rockies at home tonight. 7.05 first pitch, and you can hear that game on ESPN Central Texas. Sports Center, every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. Okay, stand by. Now, from the Allen Samuel Studios. And you're back with us on a Monday afternoon. Tom and Ward and Aaron, we're glad you're with us as we talk some Cowboy football this afternoon. We welcome into the program from the Athletic, John Machota. John, good afternoon. How are you? Appreciate your time today. I'm doing well. Thanks for having me on. Hey, so we were just having a conversation, and, and for the most part, I get it. We we don't game plan these these exhibition games, and your player personnel packages are crazy sometimes, but do you take anything away the fact that the Cowboys went 0-4 in their exhibition games? You know, I really do. I just – I know it doesn't really matter. And then just the way that Mike McCarthy runs the preseason operation, like he just isn't putting guys out there very much. Like he's trying more so not to show anything. And he was like that last year. I mean, we had that one open blue and white scrimmage when they had the training camp back here in Texas where he didn't even have any players' numbers or names on the jerseys in case anybody was watching the copy of what was just a very unentertaining practice. So I think he's very guarded about what he shows, and he cares more about getting the team healthy into into week one. And so that's the big thing with him. And then the other thing is just, I mean, the Cowboys were, the last two times the Cowboys have been 0-4 in the preseason was 2014, and they went to the playoffs, and then 2018 went to the playoffs. They won playoff games both those years. So I'm not saying this team's going to necessarily do that. Maybe they will, maybe they won't. But I'm just saying it, it just really doesn't hold a lot of weight anymore. John, what's the biggest question mark as we approach the 53-man roster? Is there a position you're looking at going, yeah, I don't know? Yeah, I would say for me personally, it's the defensive backfield because it's all about, you know, I mean, I I could see them keeping as many as 12 defensive backs. And that's just because, one, there's nobody in the group that's really separated themselves where they're just like, so on another level. I mean, the closest that would be maybe, you know, Trayvon Diggs at corner and even at safety. I mean, maybe it's DeMonte KZ, Donovan Wilson's dealing with an injury right now. Like there's just, the group's pretty close together and I can see them keeping five safeties and, you know, six or seven corners with one of them being CJ uh, Goodwin because he's a special teams ace. So um, that's probably the position that's most interesting to me also because they have a rookie in Israel Mukwamu who had that interception in the game yesterday. And you're kind of sitting there like, you know, I think he's done enough to actually team. And I know Mike McCarthy leans towards keeping the younger guy. He wants to develop uh, the younger part of the roster. So it kind of comes down to, are you keeping an Israel Mukwamu or are you keeping a a proven veteran special teams guy that also helps out of safety and Darian Thompson. So uh, that, that's probably, that's probably the most notable spot because while there, there's some interest as the, you know, who could be the last cut on the offensive line. Um, if you've watched any of these preseason games where that's the majority of the Cowboys second team offensive line playing, 
Uh, the Cowboys are much like everybody else in the NFL. They're second-team offensive line. Uh, you're going to be in trouble if they're playing a lot anyway. So uh, I'm, not, I'm not as focused on them because I know this season depends on Lyle Collins and Tyron Smith being healthy. And if they're not, uh, they're going to have some problems up front there. But, yeah, that last offensive line spot, whether it's, you know, a Brandon Knight, uh, whether he makes it or not, could be interesting. Uh, just because he's he started quite a few games last year and he can play tackle and guard and but his his position is far from guaranteed so yeah there there's interesting you know 53 man roster spots but I think for the most part the guys that are going to really make an impact on Sundays during the regular season they know who those guys are and, and I don't think there's going to be many surprises there as they break camp uh, did anything change for you as far as the the uh, the pecking order for the quarterbacks we know Dak is clearly number one did uh, Cooper Rush do enough or did he do anything to uh, to change your mind as far as who's going to be the number two guy yeah I mean he was impressive in that last preseason game and I know Kellen Moore really likes him because he knows Kellen Moore's offense because he's been around it a lot I personally I'm leaning towards Garrett Gilbert just because of yeah he, he didn't play well the the third preseason game but he well yesterday when he got some opportunities there he had the one nice touchdown drive um and I just think that they're more confident with what he was able to do last year when he was called upon. Played pretty well against uh, the Steelers, even though they lost that game. Uh, I think I think for me, I think they lean Gilbert. But at the same time, uh, it's not like either of those backups were that impressive. I mean, I, I'm more surprised that they didn't make a run. Or maybe they did. We just never heard about it at Gardner Minshew. I, I think Gardner Minshew is better than both those guys. It doesn't look like the Eagles are giving up much for him. Uh, I think that would have made more sense. Uh, but it looks like it's coming down to these two guys, and, and I think Gilbert has a little bit of an edge. John, most of the times a definition of a really good football team is they're a really good football team because they have depth on both sides of the ball. The Cowboys, are are they in that situation right now, or is that still something that they've got to figure out as they go through and try to build under Mike McCarthy? Yeah, on offense, I think, outside of the offensive line, I think, and, and quarterback, I think there's depth there with, with running back and tight end and wide receiver. I think you got you got some depth positions. That, that's nice. Defensively, though, I, I don't necessarily see that. I think there's a considerable drop-off after Demarcus Lawrence and Randy Gregory at edge rusher. Defensive tackle is the weakest position on the team, and it, and it became even weaker without Neville Gallimore for the first probably month of the season. Uh, and then, you know, linebacker is strong, and there's good depth there. Uh, I'll give them that. But, but even at defensive back, you saw yesterday in that game, like guys that they could be counting on if there's injuries at corner – are rookies like Nishan Wright and Kelvin Joseph. And you see them out there in these preseason games, and you're just like, oh, if we, we'd have to throw them out there one of these first weeks against Brady or Justin Herbert, we might be in trouble here. So um, I think their depth's okay, um, but it all comes along with developing these really these younger players. That's a Mike McCarthy thing. He said it since the day he walked in the building. He's really trying to you know, get a lot of youth on the back end of the roster. Well, Youth also leads to, you know, you're probably going to have some mistakes. There's growing pains that come with it. Um, but the hope is that you're playing those guys so that down the line you're not paying them very much and they can be contributors for you if you develop them the right way. So that's the goal there. But as we sit here going into week one, uh, I don't think they have great depth um, behind their starters. But if they stay healthy, opposite of what they did last year, they should, they should be in good shape. John, and we know that there's decisions that uh, the staff has, has got to make uh, before tomorrow at 3 o'clock, but as you look at this roster and, as, and how they've constructed this football team for 2021, is this, in your opinion, a playoff team? I think it is, and, and, and the reason I say that mainly is because of just the division they play in, and I'm just the rest of the division has done nothing to 
really impressed me in, in terms of like improvement. I mean, I know Washington's the defending division champs, but I don't think anybody's looking at them. Like, I don't know how you how you can un, you know unseat them. I mean, it, it seems the Cowboys should have done that last year, even without Dak. If if they would have just had a healthy offensive line, Andy Dalton would have had them win the division. So, so with Dak Prescott back and the offensive line healthy, I don't see how they don't win this division and make the playoffs. And then, but then that's the thing: you get to the playoffs and. Mike McCarthy was brought in here to go to that next level. You know, it's to win playoff games after you get there. So uh, that remains to be seen if they can do that. But, you know, obviously they got to get there first, and we're going to find out a lot about this team in these first two weeks. You know, um, you probably don't want to start 0-2, and, and both these games are going to be on the road. Uh, and so it's, it's going to be interesting. But the thing they got to fall back on is that back end of their schedule is a lot of NFC East games, and, and they should be the favorite. They are the favorites, and, and they should win the NFC East. John Machota with The Athletic talking Cowboys here on ESPN Central Texas. And, and John, yesterday, Kellen Moore didn't call plays. They wanted to go about it just as if uh, maybe COVID gets them sometime during the season. It, did it? Did, could you see a difference in the way the game was called yesterday? It was tough. I'm not going to – I just – I'm the way I'm looking at this, I just saw a patchwork offensive line that's a lot of second-level players. Mm-hmm with a lot of second-level wide receivers and talent, even at quarterback, it was really hard to evaluate it going against a team that, even though Jacksonville will be one of the worst teams in the NFL this year, um, it was just it was tough to, to, for them to really get much going against that first-team uh, Jacksonville defense. It was just tough to, to evaluate it. And that's really the most interesting thing about covering this team over the last month is, is you watch all of training camp and you watch all these preseason games and then you're trying to make these conclusions on like what you think the season's going to be like. Well, it's really difficult to do that when you have one thing in your mind, and that's you're picturing what you saw, but at the same time, you're not seeing Ezekiel Elliott ever be tackled to the ground. He's not playing in any preseason games, and he's not really getting tackled in practice. Then you have Dak Prescott, who's coming in uh, in the offseason program where he's being limited because of his ankle. And then he then he has a strain in the throwing shoulder, so you don't really see much of him. And then and so we're seeing him at the tail end of this, and it's like those are two key pieces that everything is. I mean, night and day. You tell me that both of those guys play the normal like preseason, they probably win one or two preseason games, and then a lot more people are excited right now, you know. But we'll we'll find out a lot in in week one. But that's the way Mike McCarthy wanted, it, especially after last year coming off all those injuries. It was this camp, this preseason was about getting to week one as healthy as possible. And aside from the Neville Gallimore injury and, and, and the neck stingers that Lyle Collins has been dealing with, they pretty much have accomplished that goal. John, you, you, we mentioned uh, the start of the season against Tampa, but they really have a couple of tough games on the road to, to, uh, to start 2021. <laughs> they, they really do. I mean, but that's kind of how it goes. You know, you got it's, it's a little bit different for the Cowboys because they generally start at home. Um, but, yeah, they're going to have to win some games on the road. And, you know, that's the thing. This league, it's loaded with good quarterback play, and, and they're going to get two good ones right off the bat, Tom Brady and Justin Herbert. That's going to tell you a lot about where this team sits. Now, 17-game schedule, it maybe, you know, gives you a little bit more room, a little bit more landing space here for if, if you do start out a little slow. And like I said, the back end of that schedule is very NFC East heavy. So if you stay healthy, you know, that's where your season is going to – I mean, we saw it last I mean, you could back into a, a playoff spot and be getting healthy and, and, and clicking at the right time just by taking care of, a, of what is going to be the worst division in the NFL for the second consecutive year. So um, it's funny because when the schedule comes out, you know, we always sit there and we'll, you know, do our early projections. <laughs> and but, but once the season comes around, like there's guys that are hurt or this team's playing better than you thought they were. And, 
And, uh, you know, uh, it's just hard to do from week to week because there are so many injuries and there are so many unknowns. And there are every year, it seems like, because of the parity, that there's teams that at least a handful where you're like, wow, I didn't think they were going to play that well. And then there's another handful where you're like, I thought that was going to be a playoff team. And, you know, they win six games like the Cowboys last year. All right, with, with, with that theme in mind, is this a is this a division that nine wins can can claim a title? Possibly, yeah. I think I think that's I think that's very possible. Um, you know, ten ten I think would do it for sure. But yeah, no, nine could get it done. I mean, heck, eight eight and one might be able to get it done if it's on the same level as it was last year. I mean, I mean that, that's the one thing. Like, yeah, it's not great for fans that you know are going to see a bunch of Cowboys primetime games against you know these other teams that like Philadelphia you know, Washington, D.C., New York, these other big media markets. Uh, but if you're a Cowboys fan, you have, to, you have to love being in this division because it's like, well, even if we go through a rough patch, I mean, like they did last year where, you're, you know, you're losing three, four, five games in a row, you're like, well, technically we're still not out of this thing right now. You know what I mean? Just think of last year if, let's say, Dak's, Dak injured his ankle, but it wasn't that severe of an ankle injury, but it was, was going to be one where he missed like a month. Well, Dak would have came back, and it wouldn't even have mattered that he missed that month. They were still right in the thick of it. It was just that it was a season-ending injury, and then that was it. You know, he wasn't coming back. So um, they're pretty fortunate to be in this awful division. But, you know, the way the NFL is, though, usually those divisions don't stay that way. You know, so try and take advantage of it now because there's no guarantee that the division is going to stay down like this for long. Let's go back to quarterback for just a second because I forgot to ask you this earlier. Ben DiNucci, does he make the practice squad, or do you think it depends on – the Cowboys are looking at the waiver wire and trying to find out if, if there's anybody out there. Is it still kind of up in the air for him if somebody's out there that they feel comfortable that they'd kind of like to get in camp? Uh, when you ask that, all I'm thinking about is like, am I making a decision or is Mike McCarthy? <laughs> if, if McCarthy's making a decision, then, then there's a decent possibility he's there. Uh, but for me and, and most that have watched this team, I, I don't see – I don't know where there's been enough positives to where you're like, well, we got to we got to keep him around and continue to develop him. I, I don't, I just, I'm not seeing it. You know, mm-hmm. I'm not, you know, a quarterback expert, but I'd love to see a quarterback expert break down his film and tell me where you're seeing the positives. I, I, I just don't see it. And, and again, you don't have much invested in him. He's a late round pick. Like, you can go draft another guy like that next year, and the year after that, and the year after that, and the year mm-hmm. after that, and you keep swinging until you 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 hit on a guy that you think might be, hey, you know what, let's keep stashing this guy away because we got something here. I, I don't know that I've seen anything from Ben DiNucci, training camp, preseason, whatever, where I saw enough flashes for that extra spot. But, um, you know, it's a possibility because I think I think McCarthy still likes him. I mean, obviously McCarthy wanted to draft him. Um, but, uh, yeah, it'll be interesting. I, I, I just I know that there's 16 spots now in the practice squad instead of 10. You know, they went to that last year. But I don't know why you would need two quarterbacks. And so why wouldn't you keep Cooper Rush on the practice squad or Garrett Gilbert, whoever doesn't make it out of those two? Those two have clearly outplayed Ben DiNucci. Hey, John, we appreciate it. Thanks so much. Uh, what are you working on for the athletic? Well, uh, for all tomorrow will be all about the roster and, uh, you know, just kind of what the moves that happen tomorrow uh, kind of mean. Because even though it'll be trimmed to 53 tomorrow, that will not be the final 53. And it's like one. One example is is that number three running back. I don't think that number three running back is on this roster right now. I think that number three back is either a free agent right now or he's on another team and he's about to get cut by somebody. Might even be the same thing with number three tight end and maybe even another position, maybe defensive tackle. So uh, a lot of focus on just how they're going to fill out the rest of this roster because uh, 
Yeah, they'll they'll have a 53 tomorrow at the end of the day, but but I doubt it's the same 53 that they're going to have uh, going into week one against the Bucks. John, as always, thanks so much. Appreciate your time today. No problem, guys. Thanks for having me on. Talk to you soon. That's John Machota from the uh, from the Athletic, and he was talking about uh, you know people having good things to say about Ben DiNucci. Well, I'll tell you this. Watching the the, uh, the uh, telecast yesterday, mm-hmm. uh, and by the way, our our own Kyle Yeomans did a terrific job again yesterday. Uh, outstanding stuff. But man, Babe Laufenberg was breaking down his passing and his uh, it's it. He was just he was just ripping on and and he wasn't being critical. He was just telling the truth. He said, "Hey, this is a guy that's throwing off his back leg. He's terrible. His he, mechanics he's not are terrible. Stepping into the throw, and you know, he's he's not completing the throw, and the arm rotation wasn't correct. I mean, he had a lot of things to say, no. and not none of them were uh, were flattering. No, I'll, I'll just say that. Just just throw up the film, and you can watch him. His mechanics are awful. All right, it is a four forty six. We're fourteen away from five. This is uh, this is game time here on ESPN Central Texas. Tom and. Ward and, and uh, Aaron, we're glad you're with us. And let's take a second. Let's talk about our friends over at Pioneer Steel and Pipe. They've been serving Central Texas since 1943. Pioneer Steel and Pipe has had the same ownership, same family-operated business, the Emery's. Uh, you know, it's it was John, and, and now it's Braden's turn to uh, to run the to run the show, and that that covers four generations, folks. And you don't stay in business. Unless you treat people right, I guarantee you. Pioneer Steel and Pipe built their reputation one customer at a time, and their objective is to make their customers leave satisfied with their buying experience. They offer the best in custom metal buildings, residential metal roofing, hay and equipment barns, garage and carport covers, uh, angle iron, and, and structural pipe. You name it, they've got it. Basically, they're your one-stop shop for all your steel needs. If you're building a Barnuminium, need some direction, they can certainly help you out there. Pioneer Steel and Pipe, they are open Monday through Friday from 7.30 until 5, and on Saturdays from 8 until noon, and you can check them out 24-7 at pioneerboys.com. Recently on the Matt Mosley Show. Brent Zorneman joining us right now from the Houston Chronicle. I then sought out Commissioner Greg Sankey, you know, and and, uh, found him on Red Radio Road down there, and he looked at me like, where did you hear that, you know, and... (laughs) And then essentially he said, well, you know, rumors have been swirling. Then he said, yeah, no comment. You know, that because then at that point, you know, then we're trying to get uh, reaction from from especially Texas and then then, then OU. Matt Mosley, weekdays at 3 p.m. on ESPN Central Texas. Have you been tagged yet again in an engagement ring photo? Are hints being dropped all around you? Rest assured, D'Amore Fine Jewelers has been rescuing men seeking the perfect ring for over 25 years. Come in with a picture of her dream ring and we'll make it a reality. With our five-year financing, custom design team, and selection of diamonds, we'll make the whole process fun and enjoyable. DMRA Fine Jewelers on West Waco Drive. Established in 2007 and independently owned, Alliance Bank Central Texas is committed to helping families and businesses meet their financial goals. From their tellers to their board of directors, they know the importance of superior service and competitive products. Customers have confidence knowing that their financial needs are in good hands. It's your bank, Alliance Bank Central Texas, with two Waco locations, 4721 Bosque Boulevard and 191 Archway Drive on Highway 84, and at Alliance Bank. Texas.com. Member FDIC and equal housing lender. 
Some things never change, like the commitment to service and protection the Nitchi Group Insurance Agency has offered since 1949. Whether you're needing a new business policy to get your operations up and running, adding cyber liability for a remote workforce, or if you're needing to pause your current coverage, our team is here for the protection you need when you need it. Whatever your coverage needs, talk to the experts that care. Call the Nitchi Group to discuss your personal, commercial, and bonding insurance needs at 1-800-258-8302. Lanshan's Bar and Bell Meat is under new ownership. This family-owned and operated establishment offers a small-town atmosphere with a rustic down-home feel. Open seven days a week, this hometown sports bar offers a variety of entertainment. Pool tournaments every Monday and Tuesday, karaoke every Thursday, and live music Saturdays. Located at 1200 New Dallas Highway in Bell Mead. Only minutes from I-35 and a short drive from downtown Waco. With the coldest beer in town and some friendly faces, stop into Last Chance Bar for some good old Texas hospitality. For more information and upcoming events, log on to Last Chance rtx.com the best prices on new or used guns can be found at Appaloosa Trading Post Rodeo Pond. A large selection of 9mm guns, revolvers, shotguns, and ammo from brand names like Smith & Wesson, Canet, Bursa, Glock, and Ruger. Buy, sell, or trade with a friendly and knowledgeable staff that will promptly answer your questions, but not rush you through the shopping experience. Ask about their lifetime warranty on new guns. Appaloosa Trading Post Rodeo Pond, 3101 North Robinson Drive, 254-662-4803. Texas is open for business, and as potential customers re-emerge, now is the time to reach them. Your proud Texas business needs customers, and customers need your products and services. So let Eminem Broadcasters bring you together. Eminem has a variety of specialized radio stations, each designed to reach a specific audience. Advertising grows your business. Email today to info at mmbwaco.com or call 254-772-0930. That's 254-772-0930. Time now for the Ranger Roundup, brought to you by Kaleo Wealth Management Group. All right, 451, nine away from five. This is game time here on ESPN Central Texas. Tom and Ward and Aaron in time for our Ranger Roundup. And boy, Ward, you don't want to peak too soon. Oh, man. And here we go. They're just now getting it going. And, and now they're going to race to the finish line. Okay. 13 to 2, thumping of those Houston Astros. After losing the first two in the series. Well, I mean, that's irrelevant. Oh, okay. Hey, you know what happened yesterday? And this is hard to believe. <laughs> Maybe it may tell you why this team is 45 and 85. Listen to this. No, hang on. I, I'm going to go ahead and tell you. So. They had that big inning yesterday where they scored, what, eight in the fifth. Part of that was a grand slam. Mm-hmm. Ardoles Garcia, right? Mm-hmm. Counting that one, you know how many grand slams they've hit this year? One. That was the first grand slam this <laughs> season. And they are 45 and 85. There's a reason. They're just 40 under. <laughs> Here's here's the call. Now the 2-1. Swing and a drive, deep right field. Tucker goes back to his left. He's at the track, and this one is just over the wall. The first grand slam of 2021 for the Texas Rangers, and it belongs to Adonis Garcia. He gives Texas a 12-2 lead. 12-2 lead. They go on to a 13-2 win. 
as the Rangers put three up in the first, one in the third, one in the fourth, eight in the fifth for their 13. So uh, there you go. All right. It is, uh, and that is our Ranger roundup. And the uh, Rangers, oh, here's our stat of the day. I think I gave you the stat of the day already. Let me let me double check, make sure that our stat of the day is is the Adolis Garcia Grand Slam, and that's exactly right. Uh, by the way, Adolis Garcia's Grand Slam was the first for the Rangers since September twenty eighth of twenty nineteen. Mm. September the first Grand Slam was the was the first Grand Slam since September of twenty nineteen. That's two years. So they in in that abbreviated season. Go ahead, go for it. In that abbreviated season, did you get him? Yes. Uh, okay, finally. good. Uh, finally. You know who did it in 2019? Rugnet Odor. <laughs> wow. Uh, and it was the first by a Texas rookie since Ronald Guzman hit one against Baltimore in July of 2018. But a uh, Grand Slam, first time they've had a Grand Slam in nearly two years. So, wow. There you go. Uh, all right, uh, that is our Ranger Roundup, and it's brought to you by the good folks at Kaleo Wealth Management. It is 454. This is game time here on ESPN Central Texas. Baylor football lives here, and the 2021 season opener is this Saturday for Coach Dave Aranda and the Bears against Texas State. 4 p.m. Saturday for the Baylor Alumni Tailgate Show, hosted by Derek Smith, live from San Marcos. 6 p.m. kickoff for the Bears and the Bobcats. Baylor, Texas State, this Saturday here on the flagship station for Baylor football, ESPN Central Texas. Myatt Fuels should be your first and local choice for high-quality fuel and lubricant. They are Central Texas-owned and operated independent distribution and bulk delivery company. You call, they haul. They deliver on-road diesel, off-road, farm diesel, gasoline, and non-ethanol gasoline. Known for the great pricing and quickest delivery, call Nick, the owner, for all your gasoline delivery needs at 675-8107. That's Myatt Fuels. Call Nick at 675-8107 or look for Myatt Fuels on Facebook. Since its inception, Pickup Outfitters has remained politically neutral. We love trucks of every persuasion, not just red and blue ones. But people keep asking us where we stand, and for this one time, we're going to break our neutrality. We oppose any government intervention or legislation to end truck nudity. We believe in the American right to drive nude vehicles. We think it's disgusting, we fight it every place we can, and we want to end it, but we want to end it the right way, peaceably. Therefore, we call on Congress and President Biden to respect the rights of truck owners. Our founding fathers didn't own a truck, but if they did, I bet they would have put a bed cover and running boards on their truck. The right to keep and bear your truck the way you want is fundamental to the fabric of this nation, and we believe in that right. So we urge you to come and take it at Pickup Outfitters, 220 Lake Air Drive in Waco, on the web at createacommotion.com. Okay, so what's the most important part about your house? No, it's not that bar or even the man cave. Think about it. The most important thing is your roof. It has to withstand all that Mother Nature can throw your way. So it makes sense to have the best. McAdams & Sons Roofing is your first choice when it comes to protecting your valuable asset. 
experienced professionals using only the best materials. So for new construction, re-roofs, repairs, or remodels for composition and metal roofs, think McAdams & Sons Roofing first. And now McAdams & Sons Roofing are installing seamless gutters. They're insured and an A-plus rating on the BBB. McAdams & Sons Roofing will come out, take a look at your roof, and handle all the insurance process for you. Don't let any fly-by-night company look at your roof. Let a real professional you trust do the work for you. Put McAdams & Sons over 40 years of experience to go to work for you all over Central Texas. Check them out online at mcadamsroofing.com or give them a call at 254-799-2949 because you don't want a kid with your house's lid. I started using when I was 13. Taylor is in recovery from an addiction to prescription opioids. It was like, oh, well, they're medications. They can't be that dangerous. My perception was once you stop using, like, that's it. Your life is over. I didn't even realize that I needed help until, like, the day that I got arrested. I have been able to accomplish a lot in my recovery. I just want to be happy, and I want to thrive in my life. If you or someone you know is struggling, there is hope. Recovery is possible. Visit cdc.gov slash rxawareness. Texas is open for business, and as potential customers re-emerge, now is the time to reach them. Your proud Texas business needs customers, and customers need your products and services. So let Eminem Broadcasters bring you together. Eminem has a variety of specialized radio stations, each designed to reach a specific audience. Advertising grows your business. Email today to info at mmbwaco.com or call 254-772-0930. That's 254-772-0930. Now that the foster child I was working with has been reunified with his family, I realized that the hardest part wasn't that bittersweet day I had to say goodbye. It wasn't the time spent with social workers, attorneys, and others to make sure he had what he needed to succeed. It wasn't learning how to advocate for a child in foster care and how to navigate the system. The hardest part was realizing I had what it took to become a CASA volunteer. Make a difference in a child's life by visiting becomeacasa.org. Every child has a chance. It's you. Brought to you by Texas Casa. From the Allen Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Studios, this is KRZI Waco, K222DC Waco, K265DV Temple, ESPN Central Texas. All right, 5 o'clock, drive safely as you wrap up your Monday. This is game time here on ESPN Central Texas. Tom and Ward and Aaron as we take you home here on this Sunday afternoon from your flagship station for Baylor football. Uh, we're going to take a second here. How about this on the way home? How about a good old-fashioned hamburger from Double R Old Fashioned Hamburgers? 1810 Herring, the best burger in Waco. It's that secret uh, seasoning that they put on it. I mean, I don't know what it is. I, I've, I've asked about 12,000 times, and they look at you like, yeah, no. Uh, and, and, you know, they don't cook it until you order it, and that's the cool thing about Double R Old Fashioned Hamburgers. Uh, and these burgers are cooked to your specification, whether it's onions, grilled onions, jalapenos, bacon, whatever, mayonnaise, mustard, ketchup, all three, whatever you want to do, they'll do it for you. Plus, they have chicken fried steak sandwiches, grilled chicken sandwiches, Philly cheesesteak sandwiches, uh, your choice of fries, tots, curly fries, I mean, uh, onion rings, you name it, they've got it for you. Uh, Texas toothpicks, all that stuff available at Double R Old Fashioned Hamburgers. Now uh, they've got some special hours. They're they're cl- they close at four thirty Monday through Friday now, and then they're open until two on Saturdays. But as uh, soon as they're back open all afternoon long, we'll we'll pass it along to you. But right now they're closing at four thirty uh, because of uh, you know some uh, some staffing issues. So just wanted to pass that along uh, 
to you here this afternoon. But uh, they'll be open tomorrow for lunch. I promise you. And it'll be outstanding. I promise you that as well. It's Double R Old Fashioned Hamburgers, 1810 Harry. All right. Ward, the, uh, the Bears and the Bobcats open on Saturday night, a 6 p.m. kick. The network pregame begins at 4. Our pregame show will begin at 2 o'clock. Normally, we do not travel with the Bears, but uh, we thought, hey, it's opening day. And really, it's almost like opening day for Dave Aran. I know they went through a season a year ago, but it, it almost feels like a, a start over, a do over. I mean, do you get the same feeling with with what's with what's going on? Sp- particularly, they, you know, they've brought in a new offensive coordinator. You had all that COVID stuff last year, and, and you couldn't get to your players. It, it's almost like starting over again. I think. A lot of it is. I mean, you got that total new offense, as you mentioned. That's that's going to be, you know, learning curve there. Uh, and, and you're right. You didn't have a full opportunity last fall to to get into it and, and figure out. And, look, not only last fall, but let's go back even further. You had zero spring training before last season. So, you know, that didn't enable you to – be able to on-field install a lot of the stuff that you needed to do either. So, yeah, I, I think I think you kind of get a do-over, um, but I, I think there's less room for forgiveness than it would be going into last year. I mean, I, I think you should have some things shored up. You, you should have kind of a direction that you see, okay, we're trending upward. Mm-hmm. It, you know, if it's, if it's trending downward – I think that's alarming, but I mean, if you can, you, you still have to see some results to go. Yeah, I, I can see where they're moving forward and you're, they're trending up. Um, and, and last year, I don't think that you, you went into last season is we talked several times, you know, expectations on last year are, hey, it is what it is because of mm-hmm. everything that they had to go through. No, no question. And, and I think. This year, there are some expectations. Should be. And there should be some expectations. Yeah, there should be. I mean, let's be honest. It, you, it, this ain't intramurals. You're here no. to win games. Yeah, and look, every you can say what you want and, and give those type of things for last year, but so did every other team mm-hmm. across the country go through those things. So right. you, you My do only get, point was it was a do, brand new staff. Yeah, yeah, and exactly. And, yeah. And, and so, you know, you do get those kind of – credits and everything but now you should going into year two you still should see I, I I think you take that as a wash last year but you 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 still I feel like should see this team trending in a different direction in, in my opinion no I I, I agree I, particularly when it comes to the defensive side of the football now I mean because these guys understand the defense and and now it's about putting all in those little those little special plays on the defensive side. I mean, you're able to tweak this defense a little bit and and kind of fine-tune it and, and, and rev it up a little bit. Maybe not on the offensive side because you are putting in a new offense. Mm-hmm. I, I get that part. But on the defensive side, hey, this, this should be a defense that should be ready to go play. And, and so. again, yeah. you're playing a team that you should have better talent than, than they do. Mm-hmm. And I don't care if you're playing them in San Marcos, Waco, or right in the middle of I-35. Yeah, play them in a parking lot somewhere. Yeah. You should beat them. Th- this, is, this is a game you got to go win. 
I mean, this is a game you need to go in, and I think you need to establish yourself in this game. You, you don't want one of those UNLVs from 100 years ago where you're scrambling trying to win a game at the end or, or, or whatever. I mean, this is one, you know, and this is one where you got to go win the football well, game. I think, I think you should have this game in hand by halftime. Should be, it should be pretty much over by halftime, and you should be able to evaluate some younger guys. I, I, wow. I think it that, it's really? that type of game. Yeah, I do. Well, and you'll you'll find this interesting. He was asked, Coach Aranda was asked about Gary Bohannon. When did he know that Gary Bohannon was the guy? We had a, a spring game, and then, um, you know, we had our second scrimmage, which uh, was um, uh, a week uh, a week ago. And so I think in both of those, so in the springtime, you know, all your effort and work kind of concludes in that game. And then fall, everything you're doing kind of concludes with that second scrimmage. And in both of those, Gary was able to um, to kind of be him, you know. And under whatever, whatever stress or expectation comes with, um, with both of those uh, events, he was able to kind of take it in stride and just do the stuff he does. And I think there was, we had, we had other folks, not only on that, on that position group, but throughout the team that just um, having the, the want to perform and um, wanting to uh, please and do well, um, you know, fight through that pressure and that stress of it. And so if you looked at one guy on the team that in the biggest moments, um, I don't even want, I wouldn't even say really rose to it. it was just showed up like he always does in it it would be him and so you feel really you feel good about about that going into this game uh, with his just track record of of showing up as he is so it goes it goes all the way back to spring he he liked the way he handled himself and in, in conducted himself in the spring game and mm-hmm. he liked the way that he's handled himself and conducted himself in these inter-squad scrimmages in the fall well, it, and it goes back to basic you know competition he rises to the occasion well and that's probably why they they sat and said we're not going to do anything and we're just going to let this thing play out itself because we want to see one does he rise to the internal competition or does somebody else rise because of the internal competition? Mm-hmm. Because there's nothing better than internal competition for a football team. Just it, it can't be duplicated at any time or anywhere. And when you have that opportunity to have good internal competition at every position, you're a better football team from it. And, you know, Gary Bohannon's a better quarterback for going through those type of things and, and having the opportunity to, to have some internal competition. So, uh, you know, they may have came out of the spring and in closed doors the coaches staff goes, that's our guy. Yeah. Now let's see what happens. Yeah. And, and, and yeah, and he's got to he's got to take that through through the summer into the fall and he's got to be able to duplicate that leadership and that performing at a high level when you get to quote unquote a gamer situation which the spring game obviously was and and your and your inter squad scrimmages obviously were. So mm-hmm. and, sure. and, and now now he's got to tr- that's got to translate over into playing against a team with a different color jersey. And, and, yeah. and that's a whole new animal. Sure it is. Absolutely. I mean, it's it's underneath the lights or 
you know, on a Saturday afternoon with the, you know, stands full, knock on wood, hopefully we're still there, and, you know, it, it's it's go time. It's for real. The band's playing. Everything else is going on. There's a lot of distractions on, on a Saturday compared to a spring game or a or a Saturday afternoon scrimmage. I mean, you, you, you know, it, it's not something that just you can replicate in a practice situation. So how's he going to react in that? Is he still going to be that guy that all that washes away and doesn't phase him? That's, you know, that's what they're going to look for in game number one. You you mentioned this game should be one that they, they take care of. Yeah. And, and I know this is hard to do as we said here in August, but what would, in your mind, constitute a successful season? Is it, you know, no, realizing, as you pointed out, that, hey, they're coming off a two and seven. Mm-hmm. New offense, new OC, uh, you know, and, and all those kind of things. Is, is it six? Is it five? Is it seven? What What do they need to do? They got seven home dates. Yeah, I, I – Boy, I think it's hard to circle a number and say if they don't reach this plateau, it's an unsuccessful season for them because of you know what you looked at, where they're coming from. A two and you know only two wins last year. Uh, I I think, and I I think if you ask anybody, it would be you you have you have to go undefeated in non conference play, just have to to give yourself any type of chance. Um, I, I think there is a couple of games in the Big 12 that they should be able to maybe steal, you know. I think there's one that they probably should win outright. Oh, the, if you don't beat Kansas. Yeah. Come on now. You, you should win that no game disrespect outright. To, well, you know, no disrespect well, to it Kansas. It is what it is. It, it's Kansas. Yeah, it is what it is. Uh, and, and then I think there's a couple of games on the schedule that you kind of look at and go, all right, well. You know, there there's a possibility there if you know if if things at this point in the season are are rolling for them, you know they make them jump up and, and steal a couple. I, I look, this team ought to be three and zero. Should be, you know, in all respect to to those non conference games, they well they should come out of that unscathed. It's two non conference and a conference game because remember you got BYU oh, yeah. a little further down in the deal. Yeah, I forgot but, about that. But look, it's it's Texas State on the road. Mm-hmm. Then it's Texas Southern at home. Should be 2-0. and And then it's Kansas on Should the road. Should be 3-0. and Absolutely. So you're halfway to your six. Yeah, but I don't know where the other ones come from. You got to go find them, don't you? You got to go find them. You're you right. You got to go find them. But, I mean, I, I think, you know, it's going to depend on, you know, where this team is, mm-hmm. how polished are they. But I think, you know, you can put one on there as a question mark with Texas Tech. I mean, you don't. You don't really know what Texas Tech's going to bring to the table at this point. You know, if, if it's what a lot of people think, that should be one that you should at least have a shot at. You should be in, in the running for that one. Um, West Virginia, maybe? At home? Yeah, that's another one that I was going to say, West Virginia. and I, I BYU think, at home? I don't know. That's going to be tough. Uh, of course, they're going through some, you know, they went through coaching changes as well. We all know that for, a, right. you know, a and, fact. And then Tech at home, right? Yeah, Tech should be. I think Kansas State's another game that you might have a, a shot at. Uh, That's just, a road. Just just right now, yeah. you know, and I because we got to see a little bit from right. all these other teams too before you can kind of just go, well, they can win that, they can win that. 
because we just don't know. Yeah, sometimes we, it's not about you. Sometimes it's about the other guy. It's about the other guy too. Yeah, you know. They're, they're, and, they're, they're, but those are those are some teams that I in the Big Twelve that I kind of have question marks about. You know, where are they going to be as well? They're trying to win on the other side too. Sure, but they they've got question marks coming in. So those but those question marks are are just as big as the question marks that we have for Baylor. Yeah, and, uh, you know, we think Oklahoma State's going to be pretty good, but after their first two games, we may be in here talking about could Baylor upset them, you know, if they don't play well starting early in the season. I, could I mean, that could, to that, list. That, that could happen to anybody. You're right, but I, I, I feel pretty good about what Oklahoma State brings to the table. I feel good about what Oklahoma brings to the table. Okay. I feel good about, you know, um, what TCU brings to the table. I, I feel pretty good about maybe what Texas brings to the table. Other than that, I don't have a clue about the rest of the teams in the Big 12. I, I, I think there's huge question marks with, with the rest of them. And so – Well, and again, in Austin, they're going through a coaching change. And know, they are. All kinds of new stuff from, from terminology. And, look, we've said it year after year after year. They always seem to have talent on the football field. Mm-hmm. But for whatever reason, bringing it, it all together yeah. has been an issue. It has. It has been an issue. Yeah. And that's why they're on a new football coach. Mm-hmm. I mean, so we'll see. Uh, and that is, I think that's a home game for, for the Bears. Uh, yeah, it is. It's uh, right here mm-hmm. in River City in uh, in late October. So, I mean, who knows? It, that They all start zero to zero. That's the fun part. Right. You just it, don't know. It's going to be a different team for both sides of the football mm-hmm. that line up in late October than line up this Saturday. Right. Who gets better and who yeah, doesn't? Absolutely. That's what I mean. Yeah. All right. 514. A lot of fun talking uh, Baylor football here. We're going to switch gears. We'll get into some Ranger conversation. We'll do that for you in just a couple of minutes. But right now, it is time for our Cowboy Report. And the Cowboy Report today is brought to you by Dr. Rao Ali. If you or a loved one suffer from chronic pain, it doesn't have to be that way. Dr. Rao Ali of Hill Regional Hospital in Hillsboro is board certified, uh, is a board certified pain specialist. You can call Dr. Ali today at 469-562-4188. Now here's Christy Scales. Hey everyone, with today's Cowboys report, I'm Christy Scales. Preseason ends with a thud as the Cowboys are trounced by the Jaguars. Autopsy results after this. Whether you're getting ready to purchase a home, setting up a college fund for your kids, or preparing for retirement, you're working hard to live a life you love. And you deserve peace of mind knowing your home, loved ones, and future are protected. At SWBC, we can help you assess your personal situation and create a customized solution to make sure you're prepared for whatever life throws your way. Visit SWBC.com to learn about your mortgage, insurance, and wealth management options today. That's SWBC.com. Honey, big news. Gary, are you okay? Oh, I'm not Gary anymore. I'm Jackie Flash. What? See, I want the latest smartphone, but the best deals are only for new customers. So to get a new customer deal, I changed my name to Jackie Flash. Okay, but the best smartphone deals at AT AT&T are for everyone, new and existing customers. Then guess who's getting a deal? Is it Jackie Flash? Jackie Flash. It's not complicated. At AT&T, our best smartphone deals are for everyone. Restrictions apply. Visit att.com for details. 
Jaguars quarterback Trevor Lawrence, the first overall pick of the draft, shellacked the Cowboys defense yesterday in Dallas's 34-14 loss, which means the Cowboys went winless in four preseason games. It was miserable for Dallas on both sides of the ball, but in the competition for the number two quarterback, Garrett Gilbert may have overtaken Cooper Rush thanks to Gilbert's TD pass in the second quarter. Roster cuts from 80 to 53 have to be made by tomorrow, and Gilbert knows how stressful these times are for guys on the roster bubble. Yeah, it's it's not fun no matter what. This is a tough time of year right? for a lot of guys. You know, this is the, the team's about to get cut in half essentially, right? So, you know, there's no easy way to go about it regardless of, you know, which side you're sitting on. After cuts Tuesday, teams can sign up to 16 practice squad players beginning Wednesday. With the Cowboys at the Star, I'm Christy Scales. If you suffer from chronic pain, whether it's neck or back, arthritis, migraines, or any part of your body, it doesn't have to be that way. Dr. Rao Ali is a board-certified pain specialist that offers his services to Central Texans from Hill Regional Hospital in Hillsboro. He can find the best treatment to help you improve daily function and increase your quality of life. Call Dr. Rao Ali for an appointment, 469-562-4188. That number again, 469-562-4188. This is a Fox 44 weather update. I'm Chief Meteorologist Mike LaPointe. An isolated shower possible early this evening, otherwise becoming mostly clear with a low temperature of 75 degrees. A mix of sun and clouds tomorrow with a 20% chance of an isolated shower or storm. 98 for the high with a heat index of 104 and still very humid on Wednesday with a 30% chance of an afternoon shower or storm and 98. Join me every weeknight during Fox 44 News at 536 and 9. For your forecast first, plus check out fox44news.com for any changes in the weather. This Friday night, it's the Derrick Johnson Kickoff Classic at Waco ISD Stadium. Hi, this is Tom Barfield. Join us as the Waco Lions take on the Hippos of Hutto. Our coverage begins at 6.30 with the pregame show, the kickoff, and all the play-by-play at 7 o'clock. After the game, it's the Friday night high school football scoreboard show presented by Southwest Sports Medicine. Don't miss Waco and Hutto. It's this Friday night at 6.30 here on ESPN Central Texas. Feel like you're missing out on the fiesta? You don't have to. La Fiesta Restaurant is open with dine-in seating, drive through and delivery. Now, you can get the famous purple Margarita to go or delivered with any food purchase. La Fiesta makes dinner a lot easier with family pack of fajitas, enchiladas, and tacos. Order online or call ahead and get any of your La Fiesta favorites at LaFiesta.com. La Fiesta, Waco's original Tex-Mex since 1963. Stop by downtown in Waco at Way Cool Tacos and Union Food Hall. Way Cool Tacos, located corner of Franklin and 8th Street. Come join us. Helmet Aerospace, situated in Waco for 48 years and now hiring for several positions. Helmet produces fasteners for industrial applications such as transportation, renewable energy, and automotive. Helmet Aerospace is looking for production technicians, quality engineers, machining techs, maintenance electricians, and more. Most positions require a mechanical aptitude or background, and all jobs require a high school diploma or GED. Helmet Aerospace offers a complete benefits package from day one. Go to helmet.com slash join us. Search Waco for a complete list. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Ward White with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update, brought to you by Richard Carr Buick GMC Cadillac. The Dallas Cowboys preseason ended yesterday with a 34-14 loss to Jacksonville. Now all the attention goes to Tampa Bay in 10 days, with Dak Prescott starting his first game in 340 days. The New Orleans Saints are planning to practice at the home of the Dallas Cowboys for three days after evacuating because of Hurricane Ida. The team is scheduled to hold workouts today, tomorrow, and Wednesday at AT&T Stadium. Oklahoma transfer and former Midway Panther Tanner Mordecai has been named the starting quarterback at SMU. 
Texas Rangers explode and beat the Astros yesterday 13-2. Astros took the series. Rangers start a series with the Rockies at home tonight. 7.05 first pitch, and you can hear that game on ESPN Central Texas. Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. From the Allen Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Studios. All right, 520. This is game time here on ESPN Central Texas. Rangers and the Rockies coming up at 630 tonight uh, with the pregame 705 first pitch. And we're joined now from the Ranger Radio Network by Jared Sandler. Jared, good afternoon. We appreciate your time. Thanks so much. Hey, thanks for having me. Let's let's dive right in. Uh, and I know they scored 13 yesterday and, and got the grand slam and all that. But I want to begin on the mound. Talk a little bit about what what you saw from Hearn yesterday. Six and two-thirds. Just a couple of runs on six hits. That's a solid, solid outing. Yeah, no, for sure. And, you know, you consider it's uh, the deepest into a game he's gone in his career, the most pitches he's thrown in his career, and didn't seem to really be out of gas by any means, uh, you know, when he came out of the game. I'm sure he was close to it, but it wasn't like the stuff dropped. It wasn't like he was throwing, you know, 90-91 instead of 94-95. So it was really encouraging to see. Uh, the fastball is really good. He throws a four-seam and a sinker. Both pitches were really effective. Uh, you know, I think the next step for him is improving his secondary pitches, the slider and the changeup. You know, he has a, a willingness to throw the slider. I think, you know, there's definitely a lot of potential for that pitch to get better. And then I think it's just having the confidence to throw the changeup a little bit more often, especially uh, to neutralize right-handed hitters. Uh, but, you know, I think all in all, another step in the right direction for Taylor is he – you know, continues to stretch out from his role as a multi-inning reliever to starter and someone the Rangers definitely have to take seriously as a starting candidate going into next year. And, and I was going to follow with that. Is this, this is a guy that, that has to be in the plans, right? Yeah, I mean, I, I, listen, I, I don't think that, you know, there's any uh, feeling that, you know, they need to put his place uh, in 10 in the rotation for years to come. But, you know, I think – without question, as long as Taylor Hearn's healthy, uh, he's not just a candidate to be in the rotation next year, but I'd say, uh, you know, maybe a, a favorite to be one of the five starters. It obviously depends on what happens this off season and what moves are made and, you know, what sort of external additions they choose to make. But, you know, as far as internal candidates, uh, you know, I think Spencer Howard and Dane Dunning uh, for sure will be in the rotation as long as they're healthy. And I got to believe right there in that conversation with them is, is Taylor Hearn. Jared, is there any more roster moves that you expect over this three-game series with the Rockies that they may take a, a look at somebody before they hit the road? Or or is it pretty much set for a few days so they can give these guys an opportunity to maybe get a few more at-bats? Yeah, so technically Andy Banez, I think, will get uh, placed on the injured list today, and A.J. Alexi will officially be recalled. He's starting tonight, but – yeah, I think there are plenty more moves that are going to take place. I imagine Joe Barlow is somewhat close, and you know, hopefully we'll see him this series. And plus, you've got some of the guys who have been away from the team on the COVID IL or on health and safety protocols: uh, Culverson, Holtz, Jonah Heim, uh, Spencer Howard. I, you know, I, I think uh, at minimum we'll see the three position players, and then Kohei Ahara is going to start this series uh, on Wednesday, and so the Rangers are going to have to make a roster move there. So I, I actually. I think that this might be 
maybe the most active series they have all year in terms of roster movement, guys coming up, guys coming off uh, you know various lists and uh, getting uh, activated onto the 26-man roster. Jared, whether, whether it be Hernandez or, or Martin or, or Peters and some of these young guys, what, what are you taking away? What has been your, your, your big takeaway from some of these young kids? Yeah, I think that, you know, there, there are a few guys who certainly have, you know, I don't want to say earned the right. Uh, that, that seems maybe a little more holier than thou than I intend. <laughs> They've definitely earned the, the opportunity to compete for everyday playing time next year. But there's no one from a position player standpoint who you can look at and say, this guy is going to be, you know, this spot for the next three years, right? You know, there's not, there's not that one guy just yet. And I think there are a lot of guys who are uh, trying to earn, earn that opportunity. Uh, You know, I'd say you mentioned DJ Peters, you know, he's a really interesting candidate here for me uh you know first of all plays the field really really well can play all three outfield spots including center field and you know i think there's something to be said for the fact that for the first time in his career he's getting everyday playing time at the major league level and he's able to take his lumps he's able to grow from it uh you know the numbers all in all don't look uh you know any uh, incredibly pretty or anything he's hitting 188 uh with an ops below 700 but i think we've seen certain things seven home runs uh, you know, with their with the Rangers, uh, excuse me, six home runs with the Rangers, seven overall, but those six home runs coming in 24 games. And I think he's also got a degree of comfort in, in Louis Ortiz and Kalis Crab. Uh, you know, Louis, the, the primary hitting coach for the Rangers, had DJ when they were both in the Dodgers organization. So, uh, you know, I think there's a little bit of, uh, you know, comfortability there. But, you know, I think that's that's what it is. It's, it's you've got guys who you're intrigued by. Andy Ibanez, intrigued by him. Uh, Nathaniel Lowe, you know, intrigued. You know, what, what's it going to look like next year? And Adolis Garcia, obviously, same, same category. You're intrigued. But I don't know that there's any single player who you're like, yeah, yeah this guy three years from now will be in the exact same spot, hitting at, you know, this spot of the order, playing this position every day. I, I think that, you know, all these guys are still – Uh, trying to earn their keep and earn their place. But uh, there have been some things here of late. I'd say over the last three weeks, offensively, this team's kind of come to life. And they've come to life because certain individuals have stepped up. And uh, the guys you mentioned, the the guys we just talked about, are are really primarily those guys. Jared, you mentioned Brock Holt coming off that COVID list and coming back to the team and hopefully sooner than later. But is this a guy that the Rangers may look at just because of been there, done that? He's a Texas guy. He's somebody that can be in that locker room that these young guys can just watch and, and be able to look out and how to carry themselves and how to be a major leaguer that they may hang on to. Yeah, you know, obviously a part of that's going to be up to Brock, right? He's going to have the ability if he wants to go and uh, be that veteran presence for a you know a, a contending team next year. That you know he he very well could have that opportunity. He certainly is going to have the opportunity to make his choice. You know, whether that opportunity presents itself to him remains to be seen. You know, I don't know that Brock has necessarily done anything this year where it's like, yep, definitely any contending team would love to have him on the bench. And then the other element is, you know, Brock's a local guy, Fort Worth. Uh, You know, this is where he's from, the Metroplex, and maybe he wants to stick around and and call this place home during the summer months a little bit longer. And, no, the Rangers definitely need a guy like that, right? You know, they, they have a very, very young position player group, uh, and I think it's always important to have that veteran presence. You know, they've had that in Charlie Culberson and Brock Holt this year. 
Uh, and, you know, whether it's one of those guys, both of those guys, or someone of that ilk, you know, I imagine that's going to be a point of emphasis for the Rangers. I, I, I just, you know, I always go back to the Philadelphia 76ers, if I can use a cross-sport reference. A lot of people, you know, always talk about how the, the whole trust the process movement didn't really take off until they started adding some veterans who maybe weren't necessarily big-time contributors on the court, but were able to help grow those young players who now are at the core of what they're doing and, and trying to accomplish. Uh, and I think, in, you know, in, in baseball, it's no different. Having those veterans there to be a guiding light, even if they're not in the lineup every day, is very important. And I think Brock has fulfilled that role, uh, you know, tremendously. And, and I'm sure the Rangers would love to have him back. But I think it's also going to be kind of up to Brock as far as what options are out there and what roles are out there for him as he, uh, you know, is definitely in the back nine of his career, maybe even the, you know, the, the back three of his career, so to speak. <laughs> Jared, uh, over the last uh, couple of weeks, you're starting to hear that the Rangers may be, may be, some, may be buyers in the offseason looking at uh, adding some free agent talent to, to the mix. W- what do you think that looks like uh, when you start adding – some veteran guys with with these young guys yeah you know i I think what's important here is that you know the rangers if they're going to sign someone to a big contract uh, it's got to be someone who's worthy of that big contract from a production standpoint but also someone who's going to help change and shape the culture uh because you know they're they're still uh they're still the very beginning stages of reestablishing what that culture is going to look like. And uh, so, you know, that's going to be something that they consider. There's no urgency to sign a big-name player just for the sake of doing it. I know fans want that, and I love fans. I'm a fan. But the reality is if your formula is we're going to to swim in the direction of where fans want us to swim, you're probably not going to build a winning team in any sport more often than not. Uh, And – you can't capitulate the, you know, the, the pressure of fans. But what you can do is make a move that's going to set a tone, make a move that's going to let people know that, hey, we mean business, make a move that's going to you know, increase morale in the clubhouse, but then also someone who is going to be a leader and, and help shape that culture. And, you know, I, Rangers fans might not like to hear this, uh, and, and I understand why, but one guy whose name will likely be connected to the Rangers and other teams who very well fits that mold is Carlos Correa. Uh, he's a special player. And you ask anyone with that Houston team, they'll tell you he is the leader of that team. Uh, he is incredibly respected in that clubhouse. Uh, he is, uh, a, it was, you know, characterized us as a ferocious winner. Uh, and, you know, he's the type of guy that can help shape a culture. Now, there's obviously some additional baggage there with, you know, being a former Astro and everything that they went through and were a part of. But that's the type of move the Rangers would make. You know, Trevor Story's in town. Is he that guy? Uh, you know, and, and, and is he that guy from a culture standpoint? And then the other question here, and this is important, we kind of talked about with Brock Holt, do they want to come here? Uh, and do they understand the responsibility of coming here, not to a team where they're just joining the fun and they're the final piece of the puzzle, but where they're going to put in a lot of work and carry a lot of responsibility in getting this thing turned around. And, uh, you know, so those are some of the factors in play, but I do think the Rangers are, are serious. I don't think it's just a, uh, I don't think they're deking anyone when they say that they intend to be very active at the top of the market in free agency. And I imagine that shortstop position will be their primary focus. 
Jared, as always, it is a pleasure. Thanks so much for the information and uh, and the insight. It's uh, it's great stuff. Love 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 hearing it, and we appreciate your time today. Yeah, we'll talk to you guys later. Thanks so much for having me. You bet. Uh, enjoy the broadcast tonight. Uh, Jared Sandler, uh, part of the Ranger Radio Network, and uh, he's on the air in about an hour at 6.30 tonight. It's uh, 5.32. Stay with us. When we come back, we're going to talk to Darby, Bar- Darby Brown from KWTX-TV. We do that next right here on ESPN Central Texas. This is the Baylor Sports Beat, a daily look inside Baylor Athletics. Now here's the voice of the Bears, John Morris. Everybody, it's time for a check of Baylor Athletics on the Monday Baylor Sports Beat. Coming up, we'll wrap up the weekend in Baylor Athletics. Plus, it's now five days and counting till Baylor football season opener. Details straight ahead on today's Baylor Sports Beat. Parenting is full of surprises. You never know what to expect. So after our son was born, I called my Texas Farm Bureau insurance agent to set up a life insurance policy in case something happened to me. Sawyer is now two. And we'll soon have a sister. There's no one else I would trust with protecting my family. Visit Texas Farm Bureau Insurance today at tfvinsurance.com for an agent you can trust with life's most important decisions. Coverage and discounts are subject to qualifications and policy terms and may vary by situation. Welcome to Toyota's National Sales Event. Thanks, Jen. You know, I've been waiting to get a great deal on a new Toyota all year. Great deals are kind of our thing. Right now, we've got exciting offers on our lineup of 2021s, like Camry, Corolla, RAV4, Tacoma. Oh, wait, look at that Highlander. Jen, do you mind watching Chance? Oh, um, okay. Thanks, Jen. You're the best. Listen, Chance, I run a tight ship around here, so I don't want any funny business. Aw, who's a good boy? Toyota's national sales event is on, but these offers won't last long. Visit your participating Toyota dealer today. No chance, that's a display. It's not real grass. Right now, qualified lessees can lease a new 2021 Tundra Special Edition for only $4.19 a month for 24 months with $29.99 due at signing. Toyota, let's go places. Visit toyota.com for details. Offers available in select states and N9721. Now back to today's Baylor Sports Beat. Here again is the voice, John Morris. And welcome back. It is five days and counting till Coach Dave Aranda and Baylor football open the 2021 season. The Bears open on the road this year for the first time since 2015. They'll be in San Marcos to play Texas State this Saturday evening at 6 p.m. The broadcast right here on ESPN Central Texas. Meanwhile, Baylor soccer continues into their second weekend of competition. Baylor a 2-1 overtime win over SMU Sunday evening at Betty Lou Mays Field. And Baylor volleyball got their new season underway over the weekend at a tournament in Madison, Wisconsin. It was a top 10 matchup. Baylor number 10 in the nation versus number 7 Minnesota on Friday. Baylor winning 3-1. Then the Bears dropped a 3-1 decision to host in number two Wisconsin on Saturday. Baylor volleyball coach Ryan McGuire really likes the potential of this year's team. Uh, most certainly, most certainly this team does. And like I said, it'll just go back to uh, how, how much we will willing to sacrifice as far as putting the time in and how much we will willing to sacrifice to uh, share the, the glory really, you know, with, with each other and hopefully we're playing for him and all of that. But um, just, I've, I've really seen their hearts transform to, you know, 
from day one, the goal is like, hey, let's try and accomplish something that's nearly impossible. Uh, you know, year one and two, a national championship seemed nearly impossible for sure. So we're trying to be dream releasers, get them to dream big. Ryan McGuire and Baylor Volleyball up to a one and one start to the season. Their tough non-conference schedule continues with a tournament in Knoxville this weekend. They'll play Tennessee on Friday, Pittsburgh on Saturday. And that's today's Baylor Sports Beat. More tomorrow. I'm John Morris. For a limited time, refinance your vehicle and have 90 days with zero payments. Only at Genco FCU. Refinancing lowers your rate and you pay less for your car. You can't pass on rates as low as 1.75% for 48 months. Apply online today. Annual percentage rate subject to change without notice. Subject to credit approval, membership eligibility, and loan policies. Go to GencoFCU.org. NCUA equal housing lender. My money, my future, my credit union. Genco. Elevate your career with a new job at VersaLift Southwest, a Thai manufacturing company. VersaLift Southwest occupies a 16-acre state-of-the-art assembly and upfitting facility that develops and builds the world's best aerial lifts, digger derricks, and cable placers right here in Central Texas. They are now hiring hydraulic, electrical, and service technicians. All openings start at $17 an hour or more. Drop by their location, 7601 Imperial Drive in Waco, to apply. Have you been thinking about a new deck for your home, lake house, or country place, or maybe a new pergola for your backyard, or redoing a room to give it a more western or rustic look? If the answer is yes, we invite you to come see us at Redwoods Incorporated. We take pride in having the best selection in the greater Waco area for top quality wood products. It makes no difference if you are just wanting ideas, curious about probable cost, or want us to recommend an outstanding contractor. Our folks at Redwoods Incorporated want to help you from start to finish. Come visit with Greg or Scott and see our new showroom conveniently located on Esther Drive, just off North Valley Mills behind Applebee's Restaurant. Redwoods Incorporated wants you to know no project is too big or too small for us to give you our personal attention. So please call us at 772-5243 or just stop by Redwoods Incorporated anytime and let us show you how helpful we can be. You'll be glad you did. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Ward White with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update, brought to you by Richard Carr Buick GMC Cadillac. The Dallas Cowboys preseason ended yesterday with a 34-14 loss to Jacksonville. Now all the attention goes to Tampa Bay in 10 days, with Dak Prescott starting his first game in 340 days. The New Orleans Saints are planning to practice at the home of the Dallas Cowboys for three days after evacuating because of Hurricane Ida. The team is scheduled to hold workouts today, tomorrow, and Wednesday at AT&T Stadium. Oklahoma transfer and former Midway Panther Tanner Mordecai has been named the starting quarterback at SMU. Texas Rangers explode and beat the Astros yesterday 13-2. Astros took the series. Rangers start a series with the Rockies at home tonight. 7.05 first pitch, and you can hear that game on ESPN Central Texas. Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. Back to the Alan Samuel Studios. All right, 539. Welcome back into the program. This is game time with Tom and Ward and Aaron. We're glad you're with us here on a Monday afternoon. And we're joined now by Darby Brown, the uh, director of sports content for KWTX TV. Darby, good afternoon. How are you? 
I'm great. How are you guys? Doing terrific. We appreciate your time. Hey, let, let's uh, we're, we'll talk some Baylor in just a minute, but let's dive in and, and talk a little bit about uh, high school football. What what was your big takeaway from uh, opening night? I feel like the biggest takeaway from any opening night is just that you know it's such a great time. Great, uh, it's great to see high school football back and. Um, you know, just kind of, you know, we're still trying to deal with this pandemic, but it feels like, you know, we're going to deal with maybe a little bit of less canceled games this year, and it's good to see the crowds and all those things. So I feel like that's the biggest takeaway, just that, you know, teams are finally playing, and it feels it feels like it's the best time of year. There were some uh, terrific games on Friday, and, and uh, we were just looking at a few of those, and I, I, I just it, it jumped off the page at me, but uh, the Bosqueville win over Clifton that that's a nice win for Coach Clint Zander's team. Yeah, it sure is. I was at that game, and I will say, I think at the beginning it was a little bit of, uh, I think just kind of rusty on both sides because neither team could really get going. But Bosqueville did just kind of grind out that win. I know they just recently named that starting quarterback, so they've been going back and forth. So I think they were kind of working through some things, but. Yeah, good win for for Bosqueville, and I think they can build on that uh, from there. So that that was a fun one that to be at, and luckily it didn't rain at that game. There was a lot of bad weather in the area, but uh, yeah, that was that was a good game. One that lived up to the billing, Franklin and Lorena. Franklin gets the win, twenty seven twenty. But you know, everybody expected this to be a, a knockdown drag out, and that's exactly what it ended up being Friday night. Yeah, it did. That was a great, I think, a great showing for the Leopards. I mean, I. I I think we knew they were a talented group that they brought back building off of last year, winning that really tough district title. And I think it, they kind of proved everyone that they are, they are back and they're going to build on what they did last year. And um, yeah, that was a, that was a pretty tough opponent that they picked up there to start the season. And although they didn't get the win, they, they, uh, I think they can, you know, the measuring stick and they'll, they'll grow from that. So I, I think uh, despite, you know, it being a loss the the leopards, um, could be proud of that effort out there for sure. And, and I, I liked what I saw from the, from uh, I was watching the stream mostly on that one, but they looked pretty good to me. Were there, were there any surprises to you on, on opening night? Surprises. I, I, I think, uh, and maybe I, I don't know if I could, I, I think Temple, um, I, I, I wasn't a surprise to see how that game played out, but I think um, I could, I could have seen that being a little closer. I would have liked to see it be a little closer, but um, listen, I mean, it's Westlake's offense. They're just, you can't give them any mistakes. And so to play that type of opponent, the first, the first week, uh, is tough, but, um, I, I think I was, I was expecting maybe, you know, just kind of thinking that that would have been a, a little bit of a closer game, but, um, I'm trying to think if any other surprises, I mean, I think Don Hyde's always so humble about his group, um, and, and La Vega over there. And so, you know, when you talk to him about who they have, things like that, he, he didn't seem extremely excited but I think they looked really good um so I think that was maybe a, a good surprise there as well and that's one of the things that uh, Ward and I talked about earlier to start the show is not maybe the the end result but just some of the scores I mean I was I I didn't know how Midway would fare with Round Rock but I certainly didn't think that they would give up 69 I guess is kind of my point when I say surprise yeah yeah I agree there you know that's kind of how I feel like a lot of these uh first matchups here where it's a little bit a little bit random and you're really not sure how it's gonna go because you haven't seen these teams play or really any of their opponents yeah you know probably plenty of those as well so uh, I would agree I think that the scores are a little bit surprising but and it's like there were a lot of close games and there were a lot of blowouts so that's sort of 
what you get in these early weeks. What are some of the games that you've got your eye on this week that uh, that you think that might be the games of the area? Yeah, I think there are actually a lot of great games this week. I think um, uh, China Spring and um, Mahea, no, sorry. Yeah, China Spring and Mahea, I believe. No, China Spring and Lorena. That's the one. China Spring and Lorena, that's going to be a great game. Um, I think that'll probably be the game of the week here. Uh, those teams, you know, old district rivals reuniting here, and I think both groups are great. I think the Cougars are really rolling. They played a team out of the area last week, so haven't really seen them quite yet, but they did get a win, and uh, they bring back a lot of the guys they had last year. So both those teams had success last year. Just to see them go head-to-head will be good. Um, Connolly and La Vega, that's always fun to see those two teams play. Um, and then you have Odessa Permian rolling into Midway, which I think a lot of people would be interested to see how that matchup will uh, will pan out as well. Talk with Darby Brown from KWTX. Darby, let's talk a little little Baylor football. And the Bears open Saturday at Texas State. And uh, this, this should be a lot of fun just to kind of get things going and just kind of see how this team has developed over the uh, over the spring and summer. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I think it's, you know, you, um, at this point, we've, we've, we, you know, you've been there today. We're here in Dave Aranda. We, we've heard a lot and now it's, we get to actually see it. Um, you know, you get, you get little glimpses during those scrimmages and the spring game and things, but I think it'll be fun to see, you know, if he's talked about the offensive line having improved, they have Gary Lohannon now as their guy. You'll see how that kind of pans out and just the new offense in general. Um, I think the defense we can expect that they're, they're going to be rolling right off the bat, but yeah, it'll be fun to just see them get out there and play and see kind of what they're working with right now. How important do you think it is for them to get off to the good start and have things go their way early? Yeah, I think it's important. I mean, I think, uh, I think it's going to set the tone here, especially with some of these early opponents um, that, you know, they maybe are should win category type games. So I think, um, you know, just seeing them get some success and get some excitement around here and within their group as well, seeing their work uh, pay off. Um, I, I think Coach Reno was asked about that today, and, and he thinks that you know they have the foundation built that they're gonna they're gonna roll um, out there and have you know certain things that they're ready to execute really well, and so they'll be able to, to kind of combat some of those expectations right away. And so I think um, I think they want to feel success early, and I think they want to find their identity early. That's something Coach Reno talked about a lot today. So that kind of probably goes with some success, I would imagine. Should be a lot of fun. Hey, Darby, we appreciate your time. Thanks so much for popping on. Thank you, guys. Have a great rest of your day. You do the same. Darby Brown from KWTX, and uh, they'll be obviously covering the game as well, and we'll be down there starting with our pregame show at uh, 2 o'clock. The network coverage begins at 4 o'clock. It is uh, 547. This is game time here on ESPN Central Texas. Dave Veranda and the Baylor Bears open the season on the road Saturday against the Bobcats at Texas State in San Marcos, and we'll be there with the Baylor Tailgate Show, presented by the Office of Baylor Alumni. Hi, this is Tom Barf. Join Matt Mosley, Clark Smith, and me as we break down the game, bring you scores and interviews. It's the Baylor Tailgate Show, and it's this Saturday at 2 o'clock, live from Bobcat Stadium in San Marcos on ESPN Central Texas. At UBO Business Services, we are brand agnostic. We support many different brands, but only the best products from each provider. Our analysts favor flexible systems that don't leave you locked into a one-brand technology solution. Being flexible allows your organization to stay nimble 
take advantage of the latest emerging technologies. Call Sean Hunt at 254-709-2101 or ubeo.com. It's time now for The Naked Truck, the ongoing saga of the battle to end truck nudity. Presented by Pickup Outfitters. In this episode, we find Amanda and Brad on a date. Oh, Amanda, will you... Brad, I'm sorry. I just can't go out with you in this truck anymore. It's just so bare. You have nothing on this truck. But I have these subs that I bought online. Online? Really? Subwoofers are just a way for a man to make up for his lack of equipment. I am going out with Justin. Oh... I know why. It's not just because he has a big dually. It's not the size of the truck that matters. You have tunes that give me a headache. Justin has running boards and a hitch to pull his boat. That's just because he goes to pick up outfitters. Maybe you should take a lesson, Brad. Will Amanda and Justin find happiness? Will Brad go to pick up outfitters? Tune in again to The Naked Truck. Brought to you by Pickup Outfitters, 220 Lakeyear Drive in Waco. Shipments of unique, one-of-a-kind rustic furniture and western home decor arrives daily at Appaloosa Trading Post Rodeo Pond. Check out their living room, dining room, and bedroom sets, buffets, hall trees, sofas, end tables, and sectionals from Steve Silver. This heavy-duty furniture is built to last, and it's priced to move. They offer 90 days, same as cash. Text 16118 or 22462 to apply. Appaloosa Trading Post Rodeo Pond, 3101 North Robinson Drive, 254-662-4803. So a friend told me about Mr. Clean Magic Eraser, and his exact words were, it changed my life. I used to spend a ridiculous amount of time trying to remove tomato sauce from inside our microwave and soap scum off the bathtub. It's like seriously magic, and my secret weapon for cleaning the kitchen, bathroom, doors and walls, and even keeping my sneakers clean. Mr. Clean Magic Eraser, greatest invention ever. Mr. Clean, Mr. Clean, Mr. Clean. Mr. Clean Magic Eraser, the unicorn of cleaning. Five fifty ten away from six here on Game Time from ESPN Central Texas. John Morris and the uh, Big Twelve Blitz is coming up in a couple of minutes. Hey, don't forget Circle Drug Pharmacy, thirty two eleven Robinson Drive, locally owned, independent pharmacy, your one stop shop for all your pharmacy and medical supply needs. And what I love about them is that is they know you. It, you're not going to walk in there and. And feel uncomfortable. You're going to walk in there and they're going to ask you how you're doing, how are your kids doing. It's that kind of place, and that's what I love about Circle Drug. They offer free delivery to your home or to your office. Or if you go by there, you can uh, you can go you can get curbside service. Walk up to the window. They'll they'll even come out to your car, or, or you can just go through the drive-through. When you when you order your your prescriptions or your your refills, when they're ready, you're going to get a text message from Circle Drug saying, "Hey." Four out of four or two out of two or whatever the case may be are ready to be picked up. Come by and see us, and then you can do so. They're open Monday through Friday from 9 until 6. They're open Saturdays from 9 until 2 o'clock. And we're talking about uh, a complete pharmaceutical uh, uh, facility for you, from uh, vaccinations uh, to um, medications over-the-counter as well. And uh, and just a great place. You're going to love doing business with Circle Drug. And, and, again, it's because it's kind of that old-fashioned pharmacy feel when, when you go into Circle Drug. They, they get to know you. You get to know them. And, man, it's just, uh, it's just how it – it's just the way it should be when it comes to um, – 
to your to your prescriptions. It's Circle Drug, Doc Everett and the gang. They're at 3211 Robinson Drive. Here's the phone number. Jot this down, 662-0774. That's 662-0774. Well, uh, day one of the uh, – of game week is uh, underway as we get you ready for Baylor and we get you ready for high school football. And we're going to do this again tomorrow afternoon at 4 o'clock. For Ward and for Aaron, I'm Tom. Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you tomorrow at 4 o'clock right here on ESPN Central Texas. This is the Spectrum Big 12 Blitz, a daily look inside Big 12 Conference football. Here's the voice of the Baylor Bears, John Morris. Hi, everybody. It's time for a check of Big 12 football on today's Spectrum Big 12 Blitz. Coming up, we'll hear from Baylor head football coach Dave Aranda. His first weekly meeting with the media came over the noon hour today. That's straight ahead on today's Spectrum Big 12 Blitz. Hey folks, John Morris for the Brunerado family. If you're thinking about a Chevrolet, Chrysler, Buick, Dodge, GMC, Jeep, Cadillac, Toyota, or quality pre-owned vehicle, visit Brunerado.com. Bruner serves all of Texas with delivery to your location. Now Baylor fans get the Bruner Advantage at no additional cost with every new vehicle purchase. A lifetime powertrain certificate and much, much more. Only at Bruner Auto Family at Brunerado.com. Your family since 1928. Wear what the Bears wear. Get your Baylor gear today at the Baylor Bookstore on campus or online at BaylorShop.com. Baylor Scott and White Southwest Sports Medicine and Orthopedics. The team physicians for Baylor Athletics. Diagnosing and treating all sports-related injuries, including concussions. These specialists also provide orthopedic services for athletes and non-athletes alike, whether it's knee or shoulder pain, hand and wrist injuries, orthopedic spine care, and even an arthritis and total joint clinic. Trust the doctors Baylor Athletics Trust. Baylor Scott and White, Southwest Sports Medicine and Orthopedics, wants to get you back in the game. Now for the latest on Big 12 Conference football. Here's J-Mo with today's Spectrum Big 12 Blitz. And back on today's Spectrum Big 12 Blitz, it is game week for Baylor and every school in the Big 12 Conference. We had our first weekly press conference with Bears head coach Dave Aranda today over the noon hour. One of the topics he talked about quite glowingly, actually, was about the offensive line and the improvement and depth in that area. you see a lot of progress in that O-line group? I do. You know, that our second scrimmage that we had about a week ago uh, was awfully impressed. And um, since then, the confidence that they've shown, you know, the, if I go back, just looking at just the, the, the growth of that unit, we really started in the weight room, Vic Valoria and, um, and that group, and the work that they put in, the strength um, that they've gained, and you could see uh, a little bit more confidence here and there. And then you go to spring, and there's, there's a, a flash of a, good, of a good play. There's a, the start of a belief of an identity, and I think you continue that into fall, 